Hi. <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about divine guidance. We all have had it. We have it every day. And we, it, it gets drowned out by our fears and oh. our stresses and our guilt and our obligation and our regrets and all the things that pull us out of the moment. And we don't hear. And I, I really believe that we all live the life of Forrest Gump, that that's our natural state, that wherever we are, we just naturally get guided into the next step. And uh, I, I had a period of three weeks one time where I lived where I was able to pull myself out of those things that occupy your mind. We all have racing thoughts and things that interfere, but I succeeded for three weeks just going where my in intuition, where my divine guidance led me because I really do feel we have an internet, I-N-N-E-R-Net, I know I've said that for decades, but uh, it used to be a real novelty, but we really do. We have an inner guidance system and that if we just follow it and listen, we move forward. But we're so distracted and out of the moment that we don't always hear it. And so then we get caught up with, is this guilt? Like, like we get an instinct to do something, but we don't know if that's ego, if that's guilt, if that's fear, if it's an obligation to somebody, or if it's something we really want to do or not want to do. That's why it's so valuable to practice all the things we speak on the show about banishing fear, guilt, doubt, worry, regret, and all those things that occupy your mind and keep you out of living in the divine moment where your divine guidance actually is. Well, that's brilliantly spoken. That's exactly... Well, thank you. Yeah, and it's very important. We have um, so much to do. This program brings so much. Uh, there's the, as you were saying, in living in this divine moment. That's a brilliant way to put it. And the uh, things that pull us out of it and uh, wouldn't it be wonderful if we just had a little dashboard we were looking over as we go through life and then the, uh, you know, there would be indicators and the guilt would go up and the fear would go up and you'd go, oh, I have to, I have to steer in a different direction because, uh, but all of that is built in automatically once you uh, let go of this, um, well, what, the ego? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Once you get rid of uh, what's so commonly, uh, appallingly common in our world is the attachment to outcome. Everything has to be an attachment. You know, I, I, I won't be happy unless everything goes this way. And, and, well, guess what? You're not happy. And the more you resist <laughs> it, the more it... Yeah, so to bring the idea of divine guidance, and this is a decision that we do make. And... Um, Part and parcel of this is that we're asking you to please decide to be able to recognize and follow well, your divine guidance. One of the guidance. things, too, is the world devaluates your guidance, like mm -hmm. so many times. I think when we became human, we were able to misrepresent ourselves. In spirit, you can't. It's just that's who you are and you feel it. But in the physical, we can have body language, we can say words or whatever and misrepresent ourselves like we all do. We, uh, yeah. we all want to be seen in the best light or whatever. And it's really difficult to step <clears throat> back and hear that guidance, you know, what it really is. Yeah. Something so, else I was going yeah. to say and I don't well, recall it. In the meantime, um, and if you think of it, but this idea of um, receiving divine guidance is everywhere. And people have um, 
very little ability to recognize it. And that's because of um, the idea that uh, man with two brains, again, which was a brilliant... I'm going to be referencing that in a minute, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this is the one where he said, show me a sign, that's any what sign. I was gonna, that oh, was okay. from my... Uh, well, then you go ahead <laughs> on that one. <laughs> no, that, but, uh, that's just from, I think, uh, you've heard me say the psychic development class. I, mm -hmm. I've taught that for years. It's like we hear these things, but we tend to deny them. And there's yes. one scene where he's... Uh, standing in front, and Kathleen Turner's trying to take advantage of him, take his money. So he goes to the portrait of his dead wife and says, please, Catherine, or whatever her name was, please give me a sign. Should I marry, not, or is it okay to marry her, or whatever? And you hear this, no. He goes, come on, any sign. Okay, I guess it's okay. So then yeah, she right, goes, right. no, and the painting's spinning. And he goes, just any kind of a sign. I guess it's okay if I marry her. And then it's like, pinwheels, sparks flying, it's spinning right, around, right. and he goes, okay, I guess I'll go marry her. Um, yeah, and, and we're that, like that. And we do that. We get this yeah. guidance, and we ignore it because that voice is quiet. You know, many years ago when I was about 19, I was going through a particularly hard time in my life. Yeah. At the time, my, well, I won't go into that, but it was, a, it was a tough time in my life, and I was very much into speaking to the divine, and I would actually yes. hear it, and I had these amazing dreams. And mm -hmm. there was this one dream that I was uh, walking in this pit. It was huge. It was like 100, I don't know how many feet, 50 feet wide or whatever. And it was made of clay. And I was walking down this spiral, and I could hear this churning down at the bottom. And I heard one voice in one ear. It sounded like a TV evangelist saying, come, cleanse yourself. You know, it was really insistent and loud and yeah, intense. And then in the other ear, there was this very quiet voice, and it was, cool in my ear and it only spoke occasionally and it said no climb out and I just felt something in my soul that yes. said I have to climb out I have to do that and it was such a gravity that was pulling me down I woke up from my dream three or four times and it was still sucking me down and I felt I, I had to do it and I you know I'd wake up my heart pounding out of breath oh God. and then I stepped up out of the pit onto the soft grass and there was a cloud with a face in it and said congratulations I'm God and I just fell to my knees oh. it was just so so many really Amazing. profound experiences but what that taught me is how to recognize what my inner guidance really sounds like because our fear voice is a bully our guilt voice is very condemning and it and it usually just renders us thoughtless you know like no no idea of consciousness and our ego voice has another sound and you can really after a time if you're not resisting those voices within you because we all have fear we all have guilt we all have all those things the shame and everything yeah. and if you love yourself enough to say that voice, I hear you, I am bigger than you, I love you, then you'll start learning the language and the way they make you feel in your body. Mm -hmm. And then what's left is that quiet voice, no, climb out. And if you focus your attention, as we've said, and you've quoted Drunvalo many thousands of times on the show, thought creates and where you place your attention grows. You've said that many, many times oh, yeah. from him. Um, that the more you concentrate on the guidance voice, the louder that becomes and the quieter Ooh. the other ones come. That's very well put. The more you concentrate yeah. on it, the more it grows. Well, it's like the birds in the spring. They're very loud, and then after you stop focusing on them, they just fade into the background. Yeah. Those yeah. fear voices can, too. It's not a matter of shutting them up. It's just a matter of focusing your attention on the guidance. Yeah. 
So the, oh, I, go I'm ahead. so sorry, but that thing I was going to say that I forgot is the world beats us, beats it out of us. Mm -hmm. Or I said, like, um, you know, you go to your boss and uh, can I get a raise? And they say, oh, yeah, in a week or something. Because there's that capacity to misrepresent, we stop trusting our instincts. Mm -hmm. Because you, you have this feeling that something's a certain way, and then the world is capable of denying whatever that is. And then we stop questioning, start questioning mm -hmm. us. All of, I mean, it happens to all of us. Yeah, and I believe in the language we think and speak in. If we were to define divine guidance, instinct would be one of the words that would describe it. And another word that would describe it is when you have um, uh, gotten to the point where you have an overwhelming knowing about what's going on. You know, simply I was told all this stuff, you know, the, the whatever the um, physician or something has said something, and you go, no, that's, that's not it, and I'm not, you know, whatever counsel you get, no one specifically, but people like to counsel yeah. each other, and all they are talking about is what they know. They aren't talking about you, they are talking about... That's true. Yeah, so really, you, um, I wouldn't isolate us by saying, well, the only counsel worth listening to is your own counsel. I don't want to do that. What I want to say is that there is the possibility of receiving information from a higher plane and transducing it into your thoughts and your, um, that you can translate it into the reality of your life and know what to do or not, what not to do in, um, simply by knowing. And if you are going to do something that is against your knowing, there is probably a, a smaller voice that's saying, don't do it, what, you know, <laughs> over here, over here, don't do that. Well, it's yeah. like getting in touch with your inner truth and what mm -hmm. that feels and sounds like because mm -hmm. we have imposters that exist within us. And so if you really get to know what truth feels like, like in the psychic development series, I teach some exercises into how to recognize what truth feels like in Very your body. Good. And once you know that, you're always divinely uh, led if yes. you can recognize truth. I tell you when you're anything other than your inner truth is just a distraction and it is loop tapes of voices from your past mm -hmm. and that it really serves well to let them go. Like for instance, I mean there have been, I was attempting to think before the show started of many of my thousands of experiences where I had a feeling and then it, and then I, uh, you know, it acted out or whatever, but a story from my youth came to mind that I wanted to sure. let people know. Uh, sometimes that quiet voice, it, it's not necessarily that's quiet, it can be very loud at times, but what I mean is it, it, it is a presenter of energy, presenter of information, it's never an enforcer of the information, and that's how oh, you Oh, that's very good. So when my, uh, a friend of mine, when I was young, we were, she rarely got to get out, just her family was very restrictive, and she got to hang out, and we were hanging out by the creek, and we were having a great time talking about boys and stuff you do in seventh or eighth grade. And she said, I have to go home. And we all tried to talk her out of it because it's like, no, you finally get to come out. You don't have to go home. She goes, I just feel like I have to go home. And so she goes home, and something led her to go into her mother's bedroom. And oh. these were very small houses that we had, that yeah. we lived in as a child. So the room, back in the d days of no queen bed, it was a double bed. It was only about that much room on the side of the bed. She walked straight over there, and her mother there just had a heart attack, and she saved her life. All right. She called the ambulance, and her mother survived and lived many more years. Brilliant. But 
five more minutes, it would have been yep. too late. Yes. And she listened to that guidance. And so if you can recognize the sound of fear and the sound of guidance and be able to tell the difference, you've got everything in the universe in your hands. You that's do. why I really, you know, I haven't taught the psychic development series in a long time, but that's one of the things I put it together for. Not to be some just foo-foo thing, oh, I'm just gonna go and contact spirit. It's about knowing how truth shows up in your life and in your body. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing, um, just teachings from Drumbelo that seem to have a massive application in this particular concept. Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, telling the story that uh, all of the indigenous tribes, all of the native peoples in, in this, on this planet, 100% of them talk about the idea of the tiny space within your heart. And it's possible to access this in, in a very clear meditation based on this guidance. I met, I went through the uh, entrance to the tiny space within my heart. And I found, I was greeted by, and <laughs> this was quite a surprise to me, that I was greeted by my inner child, who is perhaps six. Did he have a beanie with a propeller? <laughs> that would be cute. Yeah, and, and he would, because he likes, and uh, the child does nothing but laugh. And I was, when you are at that age, you do nothing but laugh. So I go, and then there's my inner child, and the inner child is laughing. And uh, Drunvalo had said, the inner child is incapable of lying. And so at that time, when this, all this came together, all these wheels spun together, I had uh, doubted myself to the point that when it's time to ascend, I don't know if it's me or we as a group, it's, there'll be a percent, but whatever that is, the ascension. And I was wondering, how did that work? And so the little child says to me, hey, don't worry. When the time comes, you got it. I'll, I'll tell you, no problem. And then I went further, and there was the whole universe. And we all have this. Yeah. And I'm very close to the surface with my feelings, because it's been a long time without feelings. And just things overwhelm me, and I, I'm well, I'm glad you found your feelings. Yes, I don't think I ever had them before. I know I didn't have them before, and the whole thing becomes a different world. But the, um, we have such greatness, and it's systematically taken away from us. The older you get, the less there is the possibility of the greatness you brought here. And that's what I love about this show, and that's what I, that our single agenda is to remind people of the greatness that they are. Because we've, pardon me, we've all forgotten. We've all forgotten how great we are. And you can remember it, and 10 minutes will go by, and, and the coffee kicks in, or the this or the that, and you're out of it again. You could just go, and divine guidance, you could just stand there <coughs> and radiate. You can. You, I've seen you do it you know, where you just radiate this grand beauty. Well, I would say... That's all it, all it takes. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's very true. And yeah. honestly, I would say congratulations for being able to feel now. It's, thank you. It's a it's a wonderful thing. It can be a you know, yeah, crazy thing at times, but I'd rather have it than not. Yeah, well, I I do too, and that's uh, yeah. one of the reasons that um, I devoted my life to helping people through their feelings you because have. that's part of the human experience, mm -hmm. and we need to have have those feelings and. In, um, I recorded a meditation. It was actually in the meditation class that I posted on online. Oh, yeah, it's called yeah. Safe Harbor. And oh. it's, it's a meditation that reminds me of what you were saying with Drunvalo, is that you allow, you, you go into your body and um, you ask to be shown where that safe harbor is within you. Oh, how excellent. And when I did mine, I just felt like tucked up under my heart and like behind it and in oh. it was this place. And it's such a wonderful exercise to go through. Maybe I'll do it next week when I can uh, get my notes so I, you know, we're prepared. So, yeah, and maybe, I was gonna say. Um, I am gonna, uh, I did record it actually for the Meditation Break podcast, but Those I haven't edited it or created the music to go behind it. But um, it, it's so powerful to go into that place, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, your, your meditation break is an unbelievable thing. I've been uh, listening to them as a regular thing. And uh, the one you did on sleep. Well, okay. the, the heart healing one, I think, may have been a contributor to the feelings coming up. I because believe it's that. designed to loosen and, and help release. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of... Um, technique in there to get them to actually shift things in your life. Thank you. And You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad that you have finally heard them because I, I think yes. that they're, um, and they they're are. designed to offer you know, assistance and love. Yeah, and they are on the web and they are just gratis. And you know, if, if you um, wish you can uh, go, uh, Mary Feeling Meditation Break will pull it up. I, I, on iTunes. But you can listen to them on the web. Mm -hmm. But you know this this thing about divine guidance, it's almost like that's the last voice that people will listen to. Yes, isn't that just the way and, it is? And you know, you were hitting something there, you know, it, it's, um, I've had a lot of experience in my life where I felt love was separated from me and things yes. like that. And when you, when you find the love within you, and this is the way, um, many years ago I had like we all have breakup things and all that. And I, I was lying there and I, I woke up and you know how before you start having the awareness of what happened floods in, oh, yeah. you're just fine and then, oh yeah, this. Thump. So that taught me, and this was in the early 80s or mid 80s, something like that. Uh, that taught me that the feeling I was feeling was not real because if I could fall asleep and wake up and if I'm not remembering it, I could feel fine and yes. then feel bad when I remembered it. What I realized is I had power to cut it off or turn it on. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, this, this, it's not like we're all masters and that we can just say, zoop, that's gone, you know. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is all other people do is give you the inspiration to love yourself. That's why everybody 100% seeks attention and validation from outside yes. all the time, is what we're looking for is permission to love ourselves. Well, I grant you permission right now. You can uh, love yourself unconditionally. I love you. I'm so happy you're here on the <coughs> planet. 
and the world welcomes you. And it doesn't matter what kind of terrible parents you had, it's never too late for a good childhood. It doesn't matter what experiences you've had. You can turn the faucet of love that circulates it through your body. It never belongs to anyone else. And it's that movie that I've cited many times where Nicolas Cage played twins. And one oh, yeah, twin yeah. was the good twin and the nice one. The other was the evil. The good twin was looking in. They were both looking in the window, and the good twin's girlfriend was kissing some guy, and the evil twin says, look what she's doing to you. She's throwing away your love or something. And he looks, and he has a smile on his face, and he looks at his brother and says, she's not doing, she can't throw my love away because it's right in here. And that was a catalyst oh. with my earlier experience that I realized that we're never without love. We are responsible for turning the faucet that circulates love through you. And there may be people that inspire you to turn it on, but nobody reaches in and turns it on and off, no matter what it feels like. Free will. It, not your boss, not your ex-wife, not your father, no one does. And that's the superpower that we really need to know, is that we can turn on that love and we can rise above any situation and be bigger than it. And we can choose to be bigger than anything. And please make the choice because the very, very, very truth of the matter is you are the universe. You're bigger than anything. We're, it looks like we're part of it, but that's just simply illusion. We are the whole thing. The idea that um, divine guidance, another facet of the concept is that um, the word faith, faith, it's a very interesting word, and it happens to be a synonym for God. If you have faith that whatever that is, you know, it's divinely inspired in order for you to become a better you, and that is the secret behind whatever it is that's happened, it is God, and you know, see, our faith is taken away from us. Uh, really, it is when you're, you know, the first time you hear no, you know, that's a dramatic thing. Um, yeah. And then after that, it's a recovery from then on in, and that's all the way basically to the end of your life. You're just attempting to get back that uh, beautiful innocence. And uh, divine guidance is the reinstatement of that beautiful innocence. It really is because the uh, uh, simplicity of life is uh, we are it eludes us the simplicity if you simply accept everything that happens i accept this without any judgment just you know whatever's um, we were talking about diet and um, the idea that whatever the universe puts in front of you well, yeah. That's what's perfect. Yeah. You, you were saying that the yeah. other day, I like, remember. I think it was Almin that had said that, where uh, she, somebody asked her, I thought you were trying to be vegetarian or you were vegetarian, and she said, well, I'm not going to offend someone if they put something in front of me. I'll be grateful for it. And, you yeah. know, it is true that mm -hmm. there are people that are hungry, not to weighing into the uh, they're starving kids in China, eat your peas kind of thing, but it is, there is a lot of truth that, that why disparage the life that was given, whether that was a vegetable or an animal, yes. um, by, by being so militant about it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can't have your diet and eat it and everything. Right, you but choose you know, choice. 
the um, the whole divine guidance thing, that's mm -hmm. another thing is your body will tell you, and earlier you were talking about instinct, and I agree, but our body has an instinctual guidance, but then our soul has this divine thing mm -hmm. that this, this voice, it's just non-insistent, yet it's so much truer than anything else going on in your head, and, it, and it's soft, and it's sweet, and it's cool and that I would just encourage everybody to look for that. And it's that voice, I, I was telling somebody recently, when we're younger, we drink or do whatever, and then the next day we have a hangover, it's like, oh, and we don't connect the two. And, and as we grow in wisdom, we start connecting. If I drink this bottle of wine, I'm gonna feel horrible, and I'm gonna throw up, and I'm gonna feel terrible. And as you gain wisdom from your experiences, you can connect these longer patterns as it goes. And our, in, our guidance, like I, we've all had those times when we were younger, I remember picking up a tray, I was in Geno's at Loman's Plaza back in the days when, you know, Loman's Plaza early existed. 70s yeah. when, yeah. you know, you would say you're going roller skating and then go hang out with your friends and drink beer or something, you know, that kind of thing. But I got this idea in my mind, I was carrying the tray of drinks and you know how trays will be kind of warped a little. I heard to set it down, the trays warp, move them to one side, but I didn't listen, and then they, yeah. went, they went all yeah. over the place, and you know, you're embarrassed and all that. Mm -hmm. and, and I think those things happen so that you can say, ah, that was the voice. Whereas yes. if I just heard it all along, I may not have recognized it. Mm -hmm. Very you know? well put, yeah. And the language code for that is the expression, I knew it. Yeah. And, and yeah. so if you hear yourself say, I knew it, then you, you can perfectly identify a place in which divine guidance was not heard. Mm -hmm. And even if, you, if the event hasn't happened yet, and that little I knew it circuit sets off, then you can recorrect to actually prevent or cause whatever that particular a sequence well, I, would be. That, that three weeks I was telling you that I lived the life of Forrest Gump, it, everything just showed up. I just listened. I didn't question it. If it said go over here instead of over there, I didn't sit there and go, oh, I wonder why it's saying that. Yeah. I just went ahead and did it. Mm -hmm. And it was bliss. I can't even explain to you. And then when something happened and I, I got shattered out of it, and then oh. when I thought back on it, I, mm -hmm. I think it was an experience to teach me. It's not like we are here and live that way all the time, or maybe we can, oh, uh, but it was a great teaching time, and it was, uh, I feel that that's the way it will be when we're not in physical anymore. Yes, uh, definitely, some of us have had first hand on it. Say, if anyone would like to call with a question, we're, we're live, <coughs> you may call in and ask whatever it is you might care to ask, and we would be very happy to uh, um, talk to you about this. And that is the great beauty of this show, as Mary said many times, you, the audience, are our guest. So if any of you would like to weigh in with a question or answer or whatever that might be, or, uh, you know, can we make a point any sharper for you? Can we get, uh, you know, just go ahead, give us a call. Well, I was remembering one time when we went for a drive out crystal shopping again, which mm -hmm. is uh, quite a common activity that we've done over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, you got to bring the camera, but we were already in the car, and so you didn't go back in to get it, right. and, but you heard to do it. And then oh, yeah. we went driving um, the long way, or the, 
I always go scenic routes. If you ever ride with me anywhere, it's mm. always the short portal road that's a scenic place. Um, Anyway, we went and we rounded a corner and there was a miniature pony farm. Oh, yeah. With feeding nursing mothers. So the baby ponies were like this tall and the, the mothers are like this. And so Imagine. it's a miniature, miniature pony. And if we had had the camera, I yes. could prove that to you right now. Yeah. Not yeah. that it was really all that important, but it was forgotten so that we would understand what that feels like. So rather mm -hmm. than beating yourself up when you don't listen to your divine guidance, go ahead and say, ah, that's teaching me to connect the drink oh. with the headache, yeah. or the hangover. Yeah, absolutely brilliant way to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. So divine guidance and the idea of um, having faith, the Forrest Gump, the listening to what comes into your head instead of the noise that's constantly going through our heads. Am I good enough? Did I do this well? Who are these people? Why are they in here? How did they get in here? And, and just um, in meditation is a very good way to... Um, uh, meditation is also the idea of shutting your brain off and people... That's a big deal for we humans and I've been practicing long enough that I can get to the point where I simply say, I accept, I allow, I surrender, I receive, because once that happens, once you surrender... I release and then I receive, right? No, whatever words, but I, that's pretty much what runs through my head. Okay. But I agree with release, I really do. And uh, then I receive, and uh, lately I've added to that love. In other words, that's what... Uh, another word for divine guidance, since I like to have a lot of words flowing through my alleged mind, uh, another word for divine guidance is love. You know how when you see someone and you just simply know that? And there's no question about it. And, and some part of you might go, whoa, wait a minute, I've been burned, and this, how is that? So once, that's, that's divine guidance, when you just contact and bang, there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of people... Another form for it. Yeah. Please. Yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, and I know you have felt this way too, that when you meet someone for the first time, and a lot of people come to me with, with um, yeah. you know, saying, I feel like I, I've known that person before and everything, yes. and always trust that, because we have all, all lived before in whatever form that we've lived, and that uh, whether it's that we're somehow synchronizing with a lifetime that has been before. Either way, it's a yeah. being drawn to us <clears throat> for a reason. Oh, yeah. But trust your instincts. I tell you, that is the biggest thing about developing your psychic or your intuitive awareness mm -hmm. is to unlearn everything that your <laughs> teachers, your parents, churches have told us. And it's, I'm not saying that that was all bad because we really aren't all at the state of consciousness to handle that. I, I know that when we're at lower yeah. frequencies, you probably don't want to step in there, so I understand why the church has withheld information for a time, is because of that. Yeah, that struck me very funny. Let's open the school of unlearning, okay? Yeah. Do we have anybody that would like to come? Yeah, That's basically what we, yeah, everything you or I teach is that. It's, right. It's you unlearning have. certain things and then... And these things hold you prisoner, yep. and they keep you in patterns that you've spent lifetimes in, and you don't have a clue and you're looking for your posterior, but you're looking you know, somewhere, uh, anywhere than your posterior. Yeah, no, it's time for the 
this to come true, this to all open up. It's our, the world is ours. We uh, occasionally I speak of galactic history and the fact that uh, the human human gene gnome has um, been directly responsible. It's truly, it's here directly responsible for the decimation of five planets that I know of, and I'm not waxing, waning into conspiracy because we can fix this. Uh, and you want to know how we fix the world, and you have spoken so many times of the Maharishi effect. If we we'll fix ourselves first, but then that, yeah. Yeah, but I, I would rather fix myself Join on a planet together. that's not, yeah, we join together. And would you like to lead the audience to just whoever's watching us right now and we do a moment where we just just change the world, we just change the reality that we live in so that this doesn't blow up another planet. Yeah. God, I don't want another planet Well, okay. on let's, my watch. Well, it's not, it's not your responsibility, number one, but... I don't care. So, you know, sometimes... Um, that, that can be a big burden to feel like it's, it's your... It's, okay, yeah, so how about if we just yeah. become, um, I would say, just visualize yourself expanding and, and, and holding the whole world within you because mm -hmm. the way we change outside is to change inside. Mm -hmm. And imagine yourself expanding and becoming bigger and bigger and more conscious and most importantly, loving yourself unconditionally because the outer world is only reflecting our inability yeah. to love ourselves. It's so important. And it is safe to love yourself no matter what has happened or mm -hmm. will happen or whatever. And just allow the world to sit inside you and love, love yourself. Because inside will equal outside. Yeah, and picture such a beautiful world yeah. Our world is so beautiful. Yeah. Yes, a beautiful world. Yeah. Well, Let's I would I would invite everybody to do your um, you know your inner guidance, you know, um, like uh, just try to get or not try but get in touch with that voice. Yes. What does that that sound like? And one one thing that that can be helpful is if you say your name out loud right now. Oh. Um, if you just say your name, my name is Mary, my name is Neville, my name is whatever, and you know that to be a truth within you, that that's mm -hmm. your name, I mean, unless you have some other issues around your name, there's a certain feeling in your body when you say that. And if you were to say your name is George Washington, and it's, it's not, then there's another feeling in your body and that there are a oh, lot of things good. you can do every day to get more in touch with that voice and just allow it. Uh, we are also taught that that voice is that little uh, devil that will make you eat the cake yeah. or do whatever. Um, so we've camouflaged it with our teaching mm -hmm. and it's time to open up. Oh, absolutely. Do that. Um, Anyway, another aspect of this is the uh, uh, another word for divine guidance. I may have said this earlier, but that's love, and that's what is uh, so attacked. We are so trained as a small child. You unconditionally love. There is nothing else. There is no measurement. There is only this. You know, the beauty of the child is this love, and taken away from us. 
And so if we can reinstate the love, uh, love of everything, no matter what it is, it is, you know, and we're trained to spot things and think them into not being love. But that is the, uh, it's, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we'd invite people to call in yeah. and um, maybe give some stories of divine guidance Ooh, where one. people have just found things. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, they can, they can come in many forms. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this may be not a real uh, inspirational example, but it's something that came up recently because I was in that same neighborhood. But a number of years back, I was walking by this particular truck, a pickup truck, and I had a feeling that the person driving it may not have all the best intentions. Oh, yeah. So I, drew, I wrote down the license plate, and, um, and then there was an incident like six months later, and I was able to share that, my stuff with the police, and uh, mm, I've good. learned how to write those things down now. Mm -hmm. uh, that may have prevented some really other things happening. And what I'm saying is that guidance did not make sense to me at the time. It felt invasive to write someone's license plate number down when I didn't. Yeah. I, I just really am respectful of other people mm -hmm. on so many levels, and I, it felt invasive to write a license plate number down, but I just felt something to be true. And as long as we question it and we judge what we're feeling is true, and yeah. the world wants to make us crazy, I cannot tell you how many hundreds or thousands of people at sessions I've done. Oh, yeah. I've done many thousands of sessions with yes, people over the years, and I would say, uh, people will come in and say, I had a feeling that this was happening, but they were telling me this, and we do that at, at work, we'll have employees, and you know the employee is uh, not really sick that day, but they're calling in sick. Yes. It's just everywhere. It's a yes, your car will be ready at two o'clock, or yes, I'll be out Friday to do the, start the painting job on your house. It's so many things that we know, but then we've given such credence to these words and these tangibles that we just ignore it. And that's why women, over time, uh, have been associated with the moon and the men with the sun, and the sun is this happy, bright, powerful thing, and the moon is this lunatic type thing, is because women have just the way the female brain is made, and men have many talents themselves, so this isn't a comparison. Right. It's just a statement of different talents that women tend to feel in a more whole room, whole brained way. And so they know things sometimes. And, yes. and they're not tangible. And I used to describe it like, you know, you're talking down here and you've got this, this information coming up here, but if you try to reference that to somebody that's only thinking down here, it just looks like you're insane. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, no. and it's all creative people. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Artist. Anybody yeah. who's creative mm -hmm. is regarded as a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that just so the opposite of what things could be? Because the, we must have our creative people. Uh, otherwise, we're stagnant. There's no, you know, there's no progress. It, it's just a death sentence. So if you are a creative person, own it. You, you're more advanced in so many ways. People don't understand this. And so divine guidance and to recognize it and what else? 
Uh, someone do call in. Just tell us a story where divine guidance either worked or oh, failed. Oh, I'll tell Carol's story. Oh, okay. Carol is in spirit now, but we love her and honor her and thank her for her, her story. She had a phenomenal spiritual uh, connection. Well, she had driven or driven, flown into some airport, and she and her son were getting ready to fly back, and oh. the, the flight was overbooked. And so they offered people to, to fly to Boston, spend the night, and they would put them up in a hotel and they could fly first class home the next day. And her son said, we don't have anywhere to go. We've never been to Boston. Let's do it. So she walked up to the counter to say, yes, I would take the ticket. And she corresponded with her, the angel Ariel, I think, mm -hmm. at the time. And so the angel told her, no, just no. So she just turned around and her son said, why, and, and all that. She goes, no, I'm just not going to do it. And that turned out to be the one of the planes that went into the World Trade Center that she would have been on the next day. So it wasn't the right thing for her to do. And one time I was riding in my car, I had a Chevette, and if you guys remember Chevettes from the old days, remember, they would, if you ran over a piece of bubble gum, they kind of stopped. Or, or you could, one time, instead of shoveling four guys, just picked it up, moved it over the snowbank for me because I was stuck. It's that tiny. And I was sitting in a light, and there were hedges here. And the light turned green, and I pressed on the gas to go. And over the radio, this voice said, Stop! And it scared me so much, my foot automatically stopped right as a big GTO. And you guys know how heavy those things are. You guys remember GTOs? You guys remember GTOs. Big, huge one went about 45 or 50 miles an hour through the red light. And if I hadn't stopped, that would have been right where I was sitting. And I would yeah. have either been killed or severely injured minimally. Yeah. Yeah. And so we do get this guidance around us all the time. Mm. And if we're not hearing it, it would, and it's important for us to, it will get stepped up. Yeah. It will get loud. Mm -hmm. And there are stories of divine intervention mm -hmm. where I was, um, if there had not been this divine intervention, a car would have hit me. I was in the door putting the baby in the, you know, in the baby seat, and uh, I saw the car move, but if it hadn't, I would have been cut to pieces by yeah. the door yeah. right in front of my... It's a miracle that we're all alive, Isn't really. It? I remember us talking years ago about driving down the road, um, uh, just at any moment, you know, where we have cars passing us and everything, and the yeah. fact that we're safe, there is a force that there is a force greater that is putting things together, healing and giving life to, than there is a force that's taking apart or tearing apart. Yes, yeah. and and even tearing apart has its purpose. But uh, I'm just yeah. saying. I would paraphrase. Um, oh, what was her name? Helen Keller. Uh, and she said, although the world is full of um, unfortunate events, it is also full of getting over it. Yeah. Which was an amazing thing mm -hmm. for someone in her position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't oh, may I see. Sure. I yeah. think we're getting ready for the duck. Duck is on Kay. the way. Okay. Let our yes, credit sorry. thing go up. Mm -hmm. do, 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 do. Okay, here we go. I see. I didn't mean... Yeah, it's just uncomfortable. Alrighty. Like Alright, so you are finding your spiritual family. Open up to them and share your story. You're very gifted, intuitive. It's time to open up to trust. 
good, Thank good you. advice yeah. for everybody. Yeah, these are your uh, mm, magical message cards. They're really good. They're 97 different messages, like if you have a party, you know, for people yeah. to draw. Anyway, they're there. And this would be the time, if you wish to have a reading, you could call in. Or oh, if you yeah. have a question for Neville instead, you know, that's fine too. Neville just tends not to choose to do readings at this time, and, and I do. That's the yeah. only reason. Yeah. It's not uh, any other reason than yeah. that. Different so style. you're welcome to call and ask Neville a message or a reading, or not a reading, but a advice. Yeah, what intuition you get. Yeah. Okay. Well. However it works. Yeah. So uh, I believe we have a call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Lana. Lana, what can we do for you? I would love um, just a reading from Mary, if possible. Sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, let's see what we get. All right, the first card is moment to moment. The person on the card is really just happily, gently walking through life, looking at the goal instead of focusing so much on where they're stepping. And I think that is such powerful advice to see what it is, you Ooh. know, to visualize and not worry about how to get there. I said years ago that, you know, I got confused about let go and let God and you create your reality. They seem to be at odds. So the way I put them together in one place is you cr um, your job to say what and the universe's job to say how. The what is you creating, the how is you letting go and allowing it to happen. So I feel like that's a good message right now is not to get caught up in the details of the how, but just the what. And then the experiencing card, this woman is uh, in, in a state of mindfulness and meditating and allowing all these things to come in. Um, and it, it's uh, important if you can go on a retreat or something just to experience what you're going through, just this phase in your life, because I think there's so much to be had. It's, it's almost like if I look at your life, um, you know, like a span of time before and after this moment, there, there, there's just so many jewels right now, uh, maybe nuggets of wisdom, and sometimes they come in the form of a separation of some sort uh, so that you can really see who you are. And it's talking about now is the time to pick those up and convert them to wisdom. And the rainbow tears of passion will release any stuckness in your life. And so sometimes just looking at the emotional content of it will help it to flow but it feels like there's a lot of really exciting things just digging for them right now. So thank you. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Um, hi. Um, <laughs> I have a question about... I'm, I'm very new to the whole topic. Okay. I would like to know what is an empath, and how would you know if you have that ability, and what would you do with it? How would you develop it? Well, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I teach a number of classes. I know Neville does, too. Well, an empath, um, usually, what, what I, I have some differing ideas, but the common thing is, is that you tend to feel other people's feelings. And yes. so you probably will have been caught, oh, you're too sensitive your whole life. <laughs> or what's wrong with you, you're just emotional and all that. <laughs> and, and frankly, I think we're designed to experience emotion as flash paper and just be done with it instead of burying it. And yeah. so then what happens is, is we, we feel things that are so large, we start feeling in other people's, uh, let's say, territory as well. And especially if we grow up 
where, where we're having to sense things in the environment because it wasn't safe or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would say developing empath, to me, uh, really developing as an empath would be to learn to have boundaries of only, uh, not a lot, not taking responsibility for the feelings of others is a big one. Yeah. But what, what would you like well, to say? Empath, and truly you have defined it, it is the ability to know things not through normal channels, although they are normal for us. Uh, well, it's also feeling what other people are feeling. Yeah, and that's, um, you know, uh, when you're living only in the brain, which is the society that we live in, and nothing of the heart, if you get to the point where you start to open your heart that you can actually feel other people, and that's an unbelievable talent, and to be so clear, to be able to actually feel other people is well, divine. I, yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I've been, uh, I'm certainly not overly emotional now. I have my moments like everyone. But when I was younger, I had very powerful emotions and everyone yeah. tried to make me feel like there was something wrong with it. Yes. But my inner guidance said, no, I think I'm doing it the right way. I think when somebody hits me in the leg and I go, ouch, then it's done. When someone hits you in the leg, you don't say anything, and then you passive-aggressively try to take their job from them or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, the emotion is designed to move through. It is. And, very and so I would say that you being an empath is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing, and it's an ascended thing, no matter what anybody might like yeah. need you to believe. And I, I, I find that I absolutely hate crowds. I can't, it, it makes me crazy. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, that would well, be. Well, and that's something that, that you can learn to put the boundaries up. What were you gonna say? Well, that's quite natural to be uh, abhorrent to be in a crowd because of all the um, creepiness that's flying around in such a thing as a crowd. And, and if you're sensitive to it, it's like, oh God, please get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah, and so avoid crowds, I agree. Why, you know, the whole point is to find a quiet place. Well, you know, a guy that I had learned some meditation from that was from India many, many years oh, ago. Oh, lovely. He said that when he was in India, he didn't learn in a quiet little room. He learned to go into deep trance meditation in the marketplace. And mm -hmm. so I think that could, I, I get what you're saying. I really don't like crowds. I never have liked crowds. That's why I always take the scenic back ways to everything. But mm -hmm. I also know that it can be a great teaching opportunity for you to go there and say, I'm going to not, like I know that guy's angry over there. He's giving me a dirty look and you know how you're aware of everything going on. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to distance yourself. I worked in restaurants for many years and I couldn't go into a restaurant without saying, oh my God, they're not busting that table. There's five people waiting to be seated, get the order. And, and it took me a while to, to say, that's not my job here. Mm -hmm. And I think people that are empathetic, particularly if they were the scapegoat in their family, it's hard to say it's not my job. And there's another very important aspect to this, which is the perfection of your allowing. Once you can get to the point that you just allow the crowd then it doesn't have the authority over yeah, you. Yeah, that, that would be good. Yeah, and like that's... Like find the silence within or whatever. Yeah, and you accept it and you surrender to it, and then it has no ability to harm. It just is. Yeah, and, and the, you know, if you hold it within. But thank you for the great call. That was wonderful. Yeah, it was excellent. Yes, please call back sometime. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And we have our next caller. Hi, what's your name, please? Hi, um, my name is Nanny. 
Nanny, what can hey. we do for you? Um, I had a question. I'm starting a new job, and I wanted to know what you guys could tell me about that. Also, I love your colors, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, Neville's very brightly lit, usually. They're beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, truly. Okay. So let's see what we have about the job. Okay, the first card, stress. Uh, so you haven't started it yet, right? I don't, I don't know if she's still on. One of the things that this card stress teaches us is that person's juggling, mm -hmm. and he's scared of being popped and hitting the ground, and yet, you know, the monkey might pop it. But if you just step off the bubble, you're nobody can do anything to to you anymore. And so it's just saying, don't worry, don't stress that that really is a construct that is assuming that there could be something wrong with us or something like that. And so it's saying just to relax into it, um, that it will all, that you have all the skills you need, all the skills that would be necessary, and that this is also a card of long-term, of longevity, and so that you could go the, a long way with this if you choose, certainly you don't have to, and things can change and all, but this is saying that it has that potential. And I think that there's a great deal of respect awaiting you in this new position. Now this is an interesting card which sometimes means starting your own business or being a consultant or something. So there may be opportunities for you to move into a place where you have more freedom or creative freedom at least. So yeah. thank you. We have a few minutes left. Do we have another? Okay. So um, we will be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly in Fairfax Circle. If you're out and about would like to come, uh, you can see us in person. I don't know who else we would be, but sometimes, sometimes it seems like we're not. And uh, what else has been going on? We have the uh, Serpent Mound coming up. And uh, that's a very important, sacred, and holy event. And there is, uh, we could talk for hours about it, but if, you, if this is something that you're interested in, there's information on the website about it. Um, what else in particular would we? Um, we wanna thank everybody who called in and we love your calls. It's a very important part of the show because uh, it lets us get feedback and it lets us um, understand what's going on in the world beyond what we can see. And the audience is uh, just such a gift. It is yeah. greatly appreciated. And you're very important to us. Is there, um, what else No, we, I, I yeah. think that's all there is. But I, I would invite people to come be in the audience. You can mm -hmm. come any Thursday. Oh, just email telepathictv at yahoo.com just to make sure we're having a show because the studio does close occasionally for various reasons uh, huh. or there are other things so, so that you don't make a trip down uselessly, but we would love to have you. It's always a fun time. Yeah, no, we, we're a good time. Come on. <laughs> Come have a good a time. A cheap it's date, what life as Neville is. says. <laughs> yeah, I've always described the show as a cheap date because there's no charge to come and be in the audience. Nothing like that. And maybe if we charge, there'll be more people. That's okay, a joke. Okay, it'll be 50. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just... Yeah, no, if we sold tickets, pennies. we're not allowed to sell through this venue. And as you notice, there's no... Anyway, uh, come be in the audience. Oh, there's yeah. no what? There's no uh, charge on anything we do here. This is, uh, you know, on the advanced planets, it's a non-money paradigm and this FPA... Well, you're is, talking about the studio. Right. I mean, everybody Yeah, is non... Well, we pay yeah. minimal dues. Yes, but I so mean, it's a non-money paradigm at FPA. 
right. as far as, far we as don't, producers. We're not allowed to pay anyone and we aren't allowed to receive, so. At, at, for the TV show, yes. For the TV show, yeah. yeah that's and true. Um, it's okay. quite a bit of fun if anybody wants to come and uh, sign up at FPA. Well, we is our oh, join honor, sorry, but I think we're. The time is. It time is doing is what time does. And time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. <laughs>